Hi, I'm Amy, digital editor of Women's Health and girl boss of the Wellness Mindset, and welcome back to my podcast. Each episode, I speak to the women living their best healthy life, but you know that. So from balancing careers with cardio to what's in their self-care kit, keep listening once again for inspiration tips and lols recorded live at Lululemon Regent Street. Thanks for listening to this live episode. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Lululemon on Regent Street. Um, I'm Amy and this is the second of my podcast recordings, which I'm now doing from this store once a month. And I am so happy tonight to be joined by the amazing Tess Ward. Yeah, thank you all for coming and spending your Tuesday evening with us. Before we kick things off, what have you been doing in 2018? What are your highlights? My God, I can't even remember what I did yesterday, let alone for the whole year. So highlights, I became a puppy mama and I bought a house. Um, So they were kind of two most significant things, I think, for me. Um, Also, um, let me think. Yeah, those were definitely the most memorable. Um, I also, I think this year has been an interesting year for me because I feel like I've said no to a lot more, but I feel like I've gained a lot from doing that I just yeah it's amazing how you can let work kind of overtake your life and forget to have the pause moments and I've had a lot more of those and it's been things that I think before I would consider to be you know wasting my time by just not really doing anything but basically not being productive or productive in the kind of traditional sense um and yeah, so I think for me, probably taking more time for myself, the house and the dog. Amazing. So you've been Sounds doing... so old. <laughs> you've been doing adulting and also saying no when you're known as the yes chef. Oh my God. But more to come I'm on that. I'm trying to get rid of that. <laughs> to be honest, it, became, it was a bit of a joke. You know, in kitchens, you always say yes chef when you're told to do something. And it was a bit of a joke. And so it just stuck. And then here we are, five years later. Yeah. Oh, has it really been that long? It Let's has. pretend yeah. it hasn't. <laughs> Um, so yes and um, I'm going to ask you a, a question which I hope is going to become a bit of a signature of my podcast series yeah um so and you, you're the lucky guest which gets it first Woo. and okay. um, so by the way she hasn't pre-warned me on any of these questions no I did promise her that I was going to send them over and I had a really busy day and I didn't <laughs> busy um, day. Sure, yeah, right. so there you go none of this is rehearsed <laughs> um so what's one healthy thing you've done today I went to yoga Woo! where yeah. at uh, yoga home in Stoke Newington. It's right by my house. It's really good. Nice. Really good. Shearer's club. Um, um, yeah, she's really good. Great. Very spiritual. It's quite a slow flow. Yeah, just what you need first thing in the morning. Amazing. Mm. And what's one thing you've done today which you'd never Instagram? I think there are quite a few things I probably would Instagram. <laughs> um, uh, probably. I think the thing, it's always really funny when people kind of assume because you're a cook or have a healthy cookbook that you eat, you know, virtuously nine times out of ten and probably nine times out of ten I'm not that healthy and then the one time and I'll be like oh this is looks really pretty I'll Instagram it <laughs> okay okay come on then fess up no so what like if, I don't know I eat like what's it and I there's what would, I mean today though my, yeah today I eat crisps okay. every day okay fine is that really bad that's, is that the worst thing well I mean it's not the day's not over yet is it <laughs> <laughs> this is true yeah Um, So let's start at the beginning. When did your foray into the food scene start? Oh, well, I've always liked food, but I started cooking when I was probably a teenager. Um, My granny was really good at making desserts, so it's all kind of started with that. And then I just started kind of becoming more and more interested in it. When you're at university and you're not 
going out every single night. I mean, you know, you have your your times where you kind of are out and doing things. You kind of develop um, a real urge towards that. I don't know the homemakery kind of the the more. I don't know, nurturing kind of things you, you that I missed from home. Like, I just basically craved having more kind of... I, I can't really place exactly what it is that I was looking for when I was at university, That, but it, it was just basically I wanted to do things that made me feel kind of comfortable and safe. Okay. So you create an environment that makes you feel good within it, and having smells of cooking is one part of that, I think. So, because my uni experience mm. wasn't like that, I have yeah. to say. Um, I do remember the days of being on a netball team, which obviously is a healthy thing to do, but then the sports-related activities, which involved funneling, like, Prosecco. So you At obviously had a like, healthy... That is very glamorised. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's not like Foster's. You're gla- <laughs> funneling Prosecco. <laughs> I mean, this was London College of Fashion. <laughs> so bougie. Um different life um but so you had quite a healthy uni experience no it wasn't that it was very healthy I went to Leeds University which is a very nocturnal city but you kind of after you know going out three nights four nights a week every single week you kind of get to a stage where it's just not serving you and for me I went traveling like so many people when I was in my teens and got back and my digestion just didn't really work so well it was antibiotics I think that screwed it all up for me and as a consequence of that I needed to really Really look after myself just so I could kind of get out of bed in the morning. Like, you know when you have that feeling of a hangover? Is your yeah. kid, your kidneys and your liver are like working really hard? Your blood is full of full of booze. Your brain is foggy. That's how I felt like every day. And did you just wake up one day and think I'm going to kind of? Well, I just yeah, I realised when I got back from because I was in America, the last place, and all I was eating was burgers and stuff, and I just felt horrible. My mum was like, "You look like shit." <laughs> Thanks, mum. Um, and it, yeah, it was just it. I had to do something about it. It wasn't like I could just kind of carry on. It was really bad. So yeah, sorry. And is that what then? Um, motivated you or spearheaded your career into food did you then probably yes I hate to say that it came out of necessity but I think that was a big part of it um and it took me like seven years to get better wow Mm. and so off you went to train as a chef yep off I went to once I finished uni yeah okay yeah and how was that it was good it was intense a lot of the teachers were ex-Michelin starred chefs and their method was much more austere than I uh, would respond to and but you get really good really at cleaning up to be honest, right. yeah. Because obviously you then came out of that and you've then done your own thing with food. So yeah. did you find that actually that complicated nature of food... I just had to like bin it all and kind of teach myself again. And is that... Bin what? it, the technical <laughs> binned it. <laughs> no, I had to just kind of rewind back to exactly what I was looking for. And also I make recipes that most people, hopefully, that other people are like, cool, that's not going to take me four hours to make. I'll, I'll give that a go. But if you create a recipe that's very technically detailed and involves tons of ingredients, it's, it's off-putting, I think. And so, I, I totally agree. Like, I've tried to make loads of fancy food in the past, and I don't know about you guys um, here tonight, but, like, you buy all of these ingredients and you make the effort to use them once. And then they just never get used again. It's a bit like when you go to the Holland and Barrett penny sale, isn't it? And you like clean up on supplements, and you think, oh my you god, need supplements are the worst. <laughs> I have so many supplements. I don't even know what they're there, what they're there for. Like you know, it's at various stages. I've gone to different alternative doctors who've been like, yeah, yeah. What you need is like 
you know, some extract of dragon powdered and you have to take that five times a day. Like it's, it, and they just kind of accumulate in your cupboard in that, you know, the bottom drawer of the bathroom yeah. cabinet. And you look at it and like, you're like, oh, when am I going to clean that out? <laughs> like, oh, save that for a rainy day. I will openly admit that we've just moved house and um, there was this bag, this canvas bag of supplements, which I'd stashed in a cupboard when we moved into our house a year ago. And then when we just moved back out again, my boyfriend pulled it out and just basically plonked it on the stairs and went, you can deal with that. <laughs> and I started looking through the bag and I was like, oh my God, that is all supplements, which I'd bought and I'd taken once of. Yeah. Um, what do you take supplement wise now? Uh, vitamin D. That's the only thing? Yeah. Summer and winter? Yeah. Interesting. What about magnesium? No. That's the only thing I take. For sleep? For sleep. And also helps regulate your bowel movements. Ooh, sexy. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, just quickly going back to where your idea, well, kind of where your um, recipes kind of formulated from. So like the naked diet. Yes, that is what you're famous for, and that is what your book is called. I don't know about that, but um, my Go book is called The Naked Diet, The Naked Cookbook in American. And um, yeah, it was a it was a very specific idea for a book. I wanted to create recipes that aligned with a very specific kind of style of cooking. And um, the publisher also and I kind of worked together to create this concept, as it were. And it's a very artistic looking book, and it wasn't supposed to be. You know, it's not a cookbook you want to refer to if you want to. Sat, like a sat, sat, Saturday night kind of big lavish meal it's much more kind of pared back than that but the whole nature of the book was naked being stripped back so all of the recipes were and very that is food isn't it it's not you naked in a kitchen because I oh mean. no <laughs> Although, that could be on dangerous. that note, there is Nipples. a guy called the Topless Baker who bakes topless and does like YouTube videos. I found out about this the other day. I was slightly appalled. But no, no, there's Everyone's no now pictures get of their me. Their phone yeah, out. Yeah, have okay. a quick Google topless of that. Baker. Yeah, it was mental. But um, no, so I'm not naked in the book. Um, well, wouldn't you like that? <laughs> oh, Amy. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it was just a very specific kind of book. But it, my style of cooking in general is not that or not limited to that it's just one aspect of the way i can cook you know a chef has lots of different recipes kind of in their repertoire and i think a, each book is a different way of expressing a certain hook or angle on that and so the dna of that book is just kind of clean simple food isn't yeah. it yeah it also came at a time when there were a lot of lifestyle books coming out like this was like five years ago i was writing it right maybe not that long ago four years ago I was writing it so yeah that was the time you know the same time that Ella's first book came out and Maddie Shaw and people like that and they were and you know publishers were really hungry for something very different and very strictly within those parameters and has your has your kind of like the way that you cook changed over the past yeah four definitely years? definitely what you would you loosen, say you loosen the kind of the precision on certain things and you become I think I've always been quite uh I don't know sensual cook is that even a term not <laughs> like that but like naked chef yeah. I mean <laughs> fucking hell what words <laughs> out there? Yeah, I'm very um the way I cook is very laissez-faire I like to like pick up ingredients and just not I'm not I don't really like being meticulous on measurements and very I'm detail orientated but you know what works and in what kind of quantity without necessarily making it very 
I don't know. Can you talk us through a typical meal? Precise. Sure. Um, like what I cooked on the weekend or something? Yeah, something like that. So I made um, like a, a fish dish for a friend of mine and I, and we, it was like um, two fillets. It was like a, basically a whole sea bass that had been deboned that I then stuffed with uh, sun-dried tomatoes and like a kind of like a tapenade and, and things like that. So kind of capers, olives, sun-dried tomatoes, um, I think that was about it. Fresh herbs, lemon juice. So that became like a paste between the two. And then I seasoned it and kind of put oil on the top and put it in the oven rather than frying it. Okay. You can fry it, but when it's stuffed, it's a bit of a pain. And then I served that with um, like a rice dish that had like lentils in it and <clears throat> chickpeas and spinach and like loads of lemon. And he requested Brussels sprouts so that was on the side <laughs> so random I know but yeah that's what we had so it was kind of like a combination of what I had in my fridge right. and then yeah fish which is a lot of the time how I cook because a lot of your food um, I feel from looking at it it looks like it, it the flavours come down to like all of the seasoning so you just take like a quality ingredient yeah but you know how to flavour it properly, yeah. which I definitely don't. In my I house... I have a lot of condiments. Okay. Going back to that condiment thing, I have a lot of condiments. So you can make really basic egg fried rice, amazing, with like toasted sesame seeds, fresh coriander, crispy garlic and ginger, fresh chilli. So for the sake That's of... That's like really nice from a really basic... For the sake of me... But they're just like accessories. Because I couldn't do that. Talk me through it. Like, so... Oil, what oil in the pan? Probably, I like using, I cook with butter pretty much. That's okay. It. Um, unless it's like oven roasting stuff, then probably olive oil. Yeah. Because it's the easiest. I don't like coconut oil, I just don't like the flavours of it. So I don't really use it that much, unless it's like a curry or something like that. How, what are other ways that you can take the stress out of healthy eating? Because let's be honest, like, I think that when you're into healthy eating, you like really invest in it, but then it can get, a little bit stressful when you yeah. don't know what to do. Cooking and then you for eat. one as well. Yeah. You're just not... I'm not incentivized if I'm not kind of cooking for someone else or if I haven't got leftovers from the night before. So I will res resort... I mean, if I don't have hummus in my fridge, something's wrong in the world. <laughs> um, and maybe I've made it myself. Maybe I bought it. But you can do things like bake a sweet potato and then just dump loads of hummus on top of it. Maybe have with some avocado on the top and then some goat's cheese. Right. That's not hard, but it's quite nice. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, and is that generally how you eat them? What? Just quite dumping stuff, dumping on a plate. stuff on your plate <laughs> because your um, Instagram feed does not look like that. No, I, I don't. I go through phases like everyone. To be honest, I test recipes when I'm developing stuff, and like with anything, you fall in and out of love with what you're doing. When I'm cooking for friends, I love it. Um, and when I find really great new ingredients, I get really into it. But when I'm cooking at home and there's no one around, no one's eating the food, like, it's just a bit kind of, you f like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if I'm cooking for my mom and my brother and I go back to her house, it's great. But it's, there are times where you're quite like, I don't know. I've, I love cooking. I think if I don't do it, I feel weird about it. But like with any job, you're like, oh, I hate it today. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Don't Developing, though, for a project is great. So when I do consultancy jobs, which is the majority of my work, um, you're working to a spec with a client and you're trying to 
bring to life um, this kind of experiential, wonderful thing. So it's like, you know, a dinner or a breakfast or whatever it is, and you're collaborating on a number of different aspects of it, but then bringing forward, you know, my expertise being kind of very food orientated um, to create something that's more than just that. Because obviously 60%, I'd say, of a meal is atmosphere, and then the food is only maybe like 40%. Um, so kind of harmonizing all of those aspects is brilliant. And um, I was going to ask that. you about the food consultant title, because that's mm. quite an interesting one. I feel like it's one of these, and you can forgive me for saying this, but those wanky wellness titles which you see and you're like, what do they actually do? What does a food oh, consultant do? Oh, do you mean do? Like, what, like a lifestyle coach? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, that's, that, yeah, fair enough. You are um, a life, you're, you're a health, you've got your health coach. Oh, no, but that's, I, that's no? not... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just gloss over that. I did a course, you know, because I was intrigued to see what they learnt. And, um, yeah, there you go. Um, but, yeah, no, being a food consultant, it, it's, it's varied because you're, you're developing menus, you're developing concepts, ideas, breakfast, dinners, lunches, whatever, often with event producers or sometimes on my own um, or with a brand and kind of designing that, you know, making it into something quite hopefully brilliant is it stressful because i feel it like can be really stressful it depends on who you're working with and what do you do when you're stressed eat all my food <laughs> do you that's yeah. really comforting yeah i do, know that you it's do that. so bad your stress eating is something i never was like affected by but it's something that i seem to notice i do now so weird isn't it and then how do you stop yourself i'm like oh god my jeans aren't gonna fit again <laughs> I mean, I but think I just kind of, you kind of t like, I also have a bit of a thyroid problem, so like uh, underactive, and I'm trying to like manage that without taking medication, so it does make everything a lot slower. So I mean, yes, it, but it, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I think I can get to if I'm on it without medication, um, but it does. It it slows down your metabolism and stuff as well. So do you then use exercise to help? Yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Um, and what exercise do you generally do? So yoga, I've been doing since I was 16, on and off. Um, my mom is a yoga teacher. So I kind of rejected it right at the beginning because it's her thing. And, um, but yeah, it's always something I've come back to. I find anything very highly intense cardio throws me it puts my body into shock okay. so if i do anything more than you know run at kind of my own pace i had a phase of going to barry's quite a lot last year and um it was great and i enjoyed the endorphin rush but for me personally it it was too much i can do an odd one every now and then but it's much better for me to do kind of my own pace my own rhythm so yeah that sounds like you're really in touch with your body I just noticed by how I feel in the evenings, if you swing back and you feel absolutely exhausted to wake up the next day and you're like, I can't move and your body is suffering, that is not your body telling you, cool, I feel better, I feel energized, I feel more alive from that exercise, which I feel is what it should be for. Yeah. There are some times where you want to push yourself and it's a slightly masochistic side where you're like, I'm just going to fucking go for it. And you feel quite great at the, at, on the other side of it. But it's also a mental thing as well because you feel like you've worked for that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that that's, it's a really interesting, you're kind of playing around with, you know, your body's own needs and then your own mental needs as well. Yeah, I totally And I think people, agree. anyone who's into exercise, you, you walk the fine line on that. Yeah. 
100%. And so how do you, because um, obviously you do a lot of different types of jobs, so every day looks different. <laughs> yeah, I have so many jobs. <laughs> all the jobs. How do, you, how do you balance it all? Because you must spend a lot of your time rushing around. Or like, for me, I go to the same office every day, mm. so I have a regular routine. But yeah. if you don't have a regular routine, how do you kind of balance your health with balancing your work priorities? Having a dog is great for that because you have to, I have to get Albert up every single morning at like the same time. She just goes to the toilet. Like it's really basic, but it's like it puts into your mind. And also, this is a small person that relies on you to do everything. Like you're their world. And so from that point, you're kind of giving to something else. Right. It seems very small, but you're you're out it's not just all about you i'm going to ask you one more serious question you can ask me as many serious questions as you want okay and then actually i've got two more are um, any of them really inappropriate do i need to stop you at any point no you might do in the what do people google about you but okay, that's fine, cool. fine. <laughs> okay I didn't want so to know that. what do you think you prioritize most in your life is it food fitness or sleep Sleep. Sleep. Mm. But I'm, uh, I have very odd sleeping patterns. I mean, it's quite noted. So I'll sleep for like five or six hours uh, a night, six hours probably a night. And then I will sleep for six, 16, 17, 18 hours in a chunk. There's times where I've gone to bed at a normal time and I've woken up the next day at like 1 p.m. You're like a little hedgehog. It's mental. But this is when I'm like, my body is like, usually when I'm stressed or in a bit of a like, haven't really been processing my, uh, whatever's going on in my life. And is that normally on a weekend? So I feel like if you do that in a yeah, week. Yeah, on a week, if I go to my mum's house in the country, it'll happen sometimes. Mums are great, um, And they? then I'll just find myself crying about stuff that I'm not even sad about. But, but do you know what I mean? It's almost like this, it's catharsis. It's this kind of like amazing power that a relaxing environment, too much oxygen, a bit of methane and a mother can bring out of you. <laughs> it's mad. I love it. So. I mean, I did a bit of crying on the weekend, but that was because my run wasn't going so well and I was um, at a traffic lights on Old Kent Road. Wasn't quite the same situation. That's I, amazing. But that I that definitely cry felt made... the release. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that a cry set you off. I've been definitely doing a lot more kind of... Uh, I mean... I, I've been on and off with meditation for years, but I'm trying to go to the Buddhist center in Bethnal Green like twice a week to do a more kind of structured meditation. And it's good. It, you come out feeling like you've smoked something. It's, it really is amazing. I forget how great meditating is. <laughs> and how long do you spend there? And I think that it is as important as fitness. Do the, you? Yeah, 100%. You prioritize it the same? Mm. It is because you're doing exactly the same thing for your mind. Do you have any idea what people Google about you? <laughs> how do you feel about this Tess Ward hair oh no but that is a good one I would google your hair um, <laughs> so not today sorry I didn't wash it for your, you guys <laughs> your top search is Tess Ward height is it yeah people want to know how tall you are that's really weird how tall are you five seven and a bit oh yeah, so basically 5'7", because it's, I'm not quite 5'7 and a half. <laughs> okay. Um, they also want to know how old you are. 28. 28. 90s child. I'm a vintage. 1990. 1990. Amazing. Yep. Um, and this is one you're probably going to shout at me for, but I'm going to go in there for it anyway. Tess Ward and Harry Styles. Ooh. Well. Any comment? No. No. What did you make him for breakfast? 
Make who for breakfast? Ah, uh, good one. Um, <laughs> and Tess Ward, best recipe. What would you say is your best recipe? Um, um, what would my best recipe be? People really like the most simple, but I think my favorite recipe is my Spanish pot roast chicken. I really like it. It was actually made, I did a shoot uh, not that long ago, and it was made as one of the props. <laughs> Oh, I love it when my food's made as props. So we all eat it afterwards. And it was, um, it's just got tomato in it and chorizo and beans and stuff. It's, it's really good. That sounds quite easy mm. to do. It's really easy to do. Um, and um, I put out on Instagram earlier on asking people to send questions for you. Yeah. Um, so somebody wants to know if you shave your armpits. No, I don't. I wax them. Okay. Have you spoken about that before? Is that why? Well, un shaving my armpits. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just remember there was at one stage I was dating someone that actually commented on my body hair. <laughs> I went mental. I co commented in private? or, or No, it was or, in private, but oh, I right. felt quite like there is a very interesting expectation of young women to still look a certain way. We talk about like owning our bodies, celebrating how we are, etc. But there is still this kind of this assumption that there's like a collective of there's a collective aesthetic I think dictated to by porn that is I don't know like does I just I'm not interested in that okay it's my body and my decision and I feel I that totally agree I just I felt that it was quite it wasn't in any way mean but it was something that really struck me and and yeah, I think I said I put a comment out on on one of my posts on Instagram, but it was something that I felt so strongly about. And I remember this so vividly because I went back to... I was living with a friend of mine at the time, and I went back the next morning and had a conversation with her. And I said something that obviously implied something along the lines that I felt uncomfortable in that situation. I said to her, is that normal? Mm. And she said, the fact that you're asking me, is that normal? And you're one of the most kind of you're one of the least considered about kind of what everyone else, you know, you, other people's views of you is not something I've ever heard you worry about before. But this, based on something a man had said, she, she got so angry about it. And this is, she's, Lucy's the sweetest girl. She She's a nurse at the NHS. Like, she saves lives every day. I've never seen her get so heated. And it made me then realise, actually, the fact that I'd kind of, put myself on the back foot because something someone else has said in a situation that where I was vulnerable. Oh, I'm so vulnerable. And then <laughs> and and yeah, and it, it really it struck a chord with me. And did you did you just sit and like stew over it or did you say something? I just never saw him again. Oh, brutal. I just left I did, I, I shut it down. I was like, that's really inappropriate. And then I got an apology the next day, but I was like, bye Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> literally that's how I do the things do you get a lot of negative commentary because obviously you've got um, 150 odd thousand followers no yeah, no not really like people like sometimes if I say things you know the only time people will call me up is if you say something that is slightly careless or your wording is slightly careless like you talk like I always talk about um or I mentioned I think in a story about you know uh, what did I say? Some it was there was some some 
some sign that I saw that it was like written about, it was like the perfect body and I was like, fuck, you know, conventional body standards. And a few people messaged me back and like, you know, what do you know about that? Da, 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 da. And I was, you know, I, I think that when you're trying to be supportive, but you know, people don't necessarily see the roles in the bath when, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. People, you know, people assume that you're being sarcastic or smug or whatever, which is not at all the intention. But I think the only time is really then. But negative comments now, no. I did at, at one stage, but we won't go over that. <laughs> we'll leave that one. Should we yeah. move on to your self-care kit? Yes. So, I could obviously... Obviously, uh, I brought all this with me. She brought all this with me. So I'm sorry, my dog didn't Tess's fit in there. really fancy self-care kit. What's with the avocados on the front? Well, I had to choose emojis for you um, as I was creating <laughs> the your martini really glass would have been good. Oh, I went with champagne. Martini glass and chicken next time. Oh, man. This is Tess Ward's self-care kit. <laughs> um, so the brief to Tess was, please bring with you any items which you consider as part of your self-care. And so this is what she's bought. Yeah, a plant, number one. Number one, so what? Keeping oxygen in your space. <laughs> is that I find plants quite relaxing. You can see that they look quite a lot like the plants they have in store here. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. that it, yes, it's, a, it's remarkable. It is remarkable. I clearly have a very similar aesthetic. Thank you, Lululemon. <laughs> um, yeah, no plants. I find that... It, Honestly, in the space, they create so much, I don't know, energy, vib like vibrational energy and life and oxygen. And they just, they really contribute in a space that you don't have to put pictures all over the walls. But if you have a really nice plant, it's, it's wonderful, I think. Especially when you don't have to water too much. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I'm terrible. Yep. I kill everything that comes to my house. Um, ooh, popcorn. Popcorn. My favourite flavour is the sour cream one, though. Oh. It's a bit, a bit weird. Now, this is something I didn't expect to be in your self-care kit. What? <gasps> a crunchy. Oh, my God, I love. <laughs> crunchy is like the... So, on a hangover, I like cold baked beans. Okay, so let me just talk you through this. My dream hangover experience involves sparkling water and house-pressed citrus juice mixed together. It's got to be cold, and it's really good. Hang on a minute. Did you just say house-pressed? Yeah, so like Soho House Group citrus oh. juice. <laughs> Not house press, like like they're like yeah. Anyway, and it's it's got like orange and grapefruit and stuff, that kind of juice mixed with sparkling water, and the ratio is about one fifth to a full glass of sparkling water, and then I like to have hot rye bread. Right. So it's really crispy, like the toaster has practically burnt it with cold baked beans and parmesan grated on the top. I mean, so random, I know. Yeah, that is. And then a I eat a crunchy afterwards. Like that's. It's like, not really a breakfast. It's like I probably got up at midday and then I'm really eating some random stuff. But it worked, you know. It, it it just it's it. I just really like it. It's so bougie on one side of your plate, so basic on the other. I know. <laughs> I'm a woman of many paradoxes. <laughs> And I'm taking, you have a cup of Earl Grey tea with that. Yeah, yeah. Earl Grey would have been the first thing I probably would have drunk in the morning. And then when I've gotten out of bed, I... Why, is that, why are we making this all about hangover? Self-care kit, because yes, the times where you feel vulnerable. Also, Earl Grey is the tea I grow, grew up drinking. So it's, for me, the most cosy and special. And nice. yeah, With milk or without milk? Oh, uh, with milk. Sometimes with lemon, actually, in summer. Oh. My granny has it, lemon, so when I drink it with her, I drink it with lemon. Fancy. Is it? Yeah. Is it nice with lemon, though? 
Mm. Milk, probably. Milk, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, we also, oh, so there's your sparkling water. Oh, thanks. I mean, that is a fancy sparkling water. It's in a glass it bottle. It is, yeah. Thanks for that. Cost me 99p. Um, rescue you back later. <laughs> rescue remedy. Yeah, rescue remedy. So my mum's really into bark flower remedies. She's um, generally all, all round kind of homeopathic bark flower remedies, sound healing crystal lady. And um, yeah, it's just something that I have for moments where I feel quite anxious and there are lots of other bark flower remedies as well that are more aligned to specific things um but yeah i, I like them do you carry it in your handbag yes no. i do i also have the spray one as well do you and the pastels but they don't taste very nice no they're just kind of like gummy flavorless beans mm. yeah move on from that um cookies yeah might have just stolen that from the neat bar <laughs> really sorry but Thanks. But that was on your list. Yeah, yeah, no, cookie is great. Especially Are you a bit um, of a freshly baked. Yeah, I, apparently I am. <laughs> I think I am. I really am actually a snacker. I like mealtimes, but I love snacking in between. When you're like bored and you get up and you're like faffing around and then, oh, whoops, like a cup of tea and a biscuit. I like this. You're becoming even more real with every kind of thing that I ask you. I feel like... I'm not made so, out of Play-Doh. No, but I know. But, like, it's just really nice to know that mm. you also snack. Oh, yeah, like with anything, I go through phases. I didn't used to snack. I, you know, we all kind of go through phases where we're more healthy, less snacky, more meal times than more snack. You know, at the moment, I just love the snacks. You're in your, you're in your snacks phase. But you obviously also snack... In a nice smelling room. Because yeah. you've got incense. Yes, incense. Especially Nag Champra, that stuff's really good. I bulk buy it on the internet. And it just makes my whole house smell nice. And when you have a dog that possibly is going to go to the toilet in your house, you <laughs> need to have incense on standby. She's really good now. She doesn't burst off. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd quite like to have a hungover day with you. They're quite good. Can I They're come over? They're usually quite funny, to be honest. Thank you to everyone who came tonight and for supporting and for Tess for giving up her time and you guys giving up your time. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you did, please rate and review on your podcast platform. And if you want me to talk to somebody else on here, why not drop me a DM at wellness underscore ed on Instagram. Until next time. Bye, guys.